Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, that's me, ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Say goodbye to performance robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. This episode of Travel Today with Peter Greenberg is brought to you by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com slash travel today to get a free audiobook and 30-day trial. It's time for Peter Greenberg Worldwide with America's number one travel news journalist. And now, the man who travels over 400,000 miles each year, your travel detective, Peter Greenberg. Hi, everybody. Peter Greenberg here, and welcome to the podcast that's done from a different location around the world every single week. One day Canada, the next day Thailand, then New York, London. You just never know. This week we come to you from the Balmoral Resort in Haines City, Florida. I bet you don't know where that is. I'm going to tell you. It's midway between Orlando and Tampa and uh, very easy to get to. A great alternative to staying, let's say, at the theme parks and uh, a lot of other options here that we'll talk about later in the show. My next guest, a native Floridian, but most importantly, he's the author, and I love the title of this book, Oh, Florida, how America's weirdest state influences the rest of the country. So how appropriate that we're in Florida and we got a chance to talk to Craig Pittman. How are you, sir? I'm fine. How's it going? Good. Do you know where we are? Haines City, of course. <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, in what we like to call Imperial Polk County. Tell me more. Oh, well, I mean, that's, that's, their, uh, that's their official title, the Imperial Polk County. In fact, there used to be a sign at the county line saying, Welcome to Imperial Polk County. My goodness, I didn't know we had that kind of sovereignty. Yes. <laughs> well, listen, based on based on what the title of your book, how weird is Polk County? Uh, Polk County can be pretty weird. I mean, there's some there's some uh, craziness that goes on there. Uh, it's it's edged out by Pasco County, I think, because Pasco County has uh, the most nudist resorts in uh, in in Florida, which has the most nudist resorts in the in the world. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's got that going for it. You know what? Uh, you know what? That's not a pretty. It's not a pretty picture. Anytime you mention a nudist resort, <laughs> I mean, and I've I've actually had to do some interviews there. It was not pretty. 
Well, you can't always get what you want. Um, but they, they are there are plentiful in Florida, and, and we've got quite a selection. You know, on, on the one hand, we have the ones that are supposed to be very high-end and expensive, although how you can tell they're expensive if nobody's wearing clothes, I don't know. And then at the other end, uh, you've got one run by the Bear Buns Biker Club, which just sounds like a bad idea to me. <laughs> sounds Word like chafing it. comes to mind. Yeah, sounds, sounds <laughs> a injury in the making. Yes, definitely. Well, outside of nudist colonies and everything else, what's the since we're in Florida? And look, you were yeah. born in Pensacola, and 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 now you're living in in St. Petersburg, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so of all the places you've been in Florida. Give me if there's a possibility to give me a ranking as the weirdest. Tell me. Oh, Pasco County, definitely, definitely. I mean, because in addition to the, all the nudist resorts, you've got um, uh, well, the mafia used to have a stronghold there, uh, as detailed in in the book that the movie Donnie Brasco was based on. Um, the Klan once tried to adopt a highway in Pasco County, and people got all <laughs> up in arms. And the Klan said, "No, no, we'll, we'll wear the orange vests. We won't wear the white sheets." With all due respect, if I'm driving yeah. down the highway and I see a sign saying this highway adopted by the Klan, I'm making a U-turn. Well, me too. Yeah, <laughs> that was. The, I think that was the bigger concern than the than the red vest. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of screeching brakes there. Uh, oh yeah, but oh anyway, um, but, you know, but yeah, but, I mean, but you can find weirdness wherever you go in Florida. I mean, there's there's you know Key West actually calls itself Key Weird. Uh, Miami, they have uh, people doing animal sacrifices on the on the steps of the courthouse, so the janitors that form what they call a voodoo squad to go out every morning and clean up all the headless chickens. I mean, it's just it's you know the Panhandle. We have lots of you know we have all the spring break related craziness there, so it's it's everywhere. All right, well let's talk about that. I mean, uh, you let you you open the door there. They're decapitating sure. chickens. Yes, it's a it's a practice in a religion called Santeria. Uh, where you uh, actually offer an animal sacrifice to the gods in order to try and win their favor. So if your friend or relative has a case coming up in court, you're liable to want to go to an animal sacrifice on the steps of the courthouse. So the janitors have to go out every morning and clean up all the animal sacrifices on the courthouse steps, and that's why they call themselves the voodoo squad. It's actually, uh, the the practice is actually protected by a U.S. Supreme Court decision that came out out of Florida. Wow. Well, you know what they say in, in Tallahassee? No one does voodoo like they do. <laughs> well, and of course, our, our you mentioned our state capitol. Our uh, state capitol building was actually voted the most phallic public building in the world. So that's, we've got that going for us, too. <laughs> Apparently you do. But I think what? Florida has the only state park where mermaids are on the government payroll? Yes, that's correct. Uh, uh, we have a state park where uh, mermaids are, are state employees. Um, it's called Wikiwachi Springs State Park. It used to be just a regular Florida roadside attraction. A guy named Newton Perry, who'd been a frogman back during World War II, bought this spring and built an underwater theater and then hired nubile young women to pull on 60-pound prosthetic tails and swim around in the water and uh, wave at the tourists. And it became a really big hit. Elvis visited there, other big celebrities. But then around 2000, uh, in the 2000s, the business started to <clears throat> tail off, if you know what I mean. Um, and uh-huh. so uh, the state stepped in, and ra- rather than see it you know, be turned into some development or something and, and the spring be destroyed, they stepped in and bought it. And so the mermaids now work for the taxpayers. Speaking to Craig Pittman, the author of Oh, Florida, How America's Weirdest State Influences the Rest of the Country. And when we last left off, we were talking about mermaids on government payroll. But, but in, in, a, in a more serious note, 
I mean, because you've seen all the developments here in the state. You're from the state, Craig. The population is growing, isn't it? Oh, my goodness, yes. About 900 new people a day move here. Uh, we And we had a huge influx after Hurricane Maria. A lot of people from Puerto Rico moved into the central Florida area, uh, you know, fleeing their, their ruined island. And, um, it, it you know, so that has really boosted the population around the theme park in particular. And, you know, just when you think Disney can't add another ride or attraction, they have a lot of have a lot of real estate to play with in, in Florida, not much they have to play with in California, but in but in right. Orlando, serious real estate they can play with, a lot of land they can just expand to. And they're just opening yeah. up, what, Galaxy's Edge. It's happening, yes, it's happening in end of May, coming up. Yeah, and they're opening Galaxy's Edge. And uh, uh, also, another big change is they're banning all smoking from inside the park. Love that. Um, yeah, and, and so uh, the happiest place on Earth should be a lot, a lot easier to breathe in. Uh, and also, they're shrinking uh, uh, the size of strollers that are allowed in there. So if you have a stroller that's more than 31 inches, uh, you're going to have to get something else because they said they're not going to let you let you bring that in anymore. <laughs> Those are weapons. <laughs> tell, Those are tell weapons. Your kids to, tell your kids to inhale. <laughs> they, need to, they need to settle for a smaller car. Um, yeah, well, so, uh, so yeah, Disney's. And, but you're right; they have a lot of property there. When Walt Disney flew over Central Florida to pick out where he wanted to put the new theme park, and and decided that he liked the spot where Interstate Four crosses Florida Turnpike, um, he really changed Florida. And ironically, it was the same day that John F. Kennedy was assassinated, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, that he made that that selection. Wow! Now that's a piece of information I didn't know, and quite frankly, Craig, I didn't need. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but that's you know, we'll go back. That's that's what fifty six years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and remember, he wanted to build <clears throat> Epcot as an actual city. That was his goal. Um, he wanted to build this experimental prototype city of tomorrow, uh, and he wasn't interested in building a theme park there. And uh, and then he died, and his brother Roy stepped in to save the company and said, "You know what? We're going to build the theme park first, and this Epcot yeah. thing maybe later." <laughs> so. Got that's it. how we that's how we wound up with Walt Disney World. <laughs> well, th- think about the, the the impact of travel and tourism in this state, what it generates, and I've always been, you know, amazed by how it had such a big economic driver here, but at the same time, um, you know, the amount of money that the state used to spend on promoting Florida and getting people to come here has uh, now been put back in the hands of the legislators about cutting funds uh, to the, the the biggest economic driver the state has. Yeah, it's it's been there's been a huge fight in the legislature the last few years over our primary tourism agency called Visit Florida, uh, and uh, they have just decided that they're going to let it live for another year, and then and then maybe kill it then. Uh, but it's it's kind of an interesting reaction considering that tourism is our number one industry, and uh, you know if we don't have a state agency promoting it, I'm not sure you know, what we're supposed to do to, to try and attract more people here. I guess the thinking is, you know, we'll let private businesses do that instead of the state doing it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, Florida has been in the tourism business ever since Harriet Beecher Stowe, uh, the author of Uncle Tom's Cabin, moved to Florida and fell in love with the place after the Civil War and said, started writing stories for northern newspapers telling people how wonderful it was and inviting people to come down. And then her, her house became our, our first tourist attraction, uh, steamboats, which sail past her her home and she'd come out on the porch and wave at everyone <laughs> <laughs> i love it well you know it's interesting when going back to the funding for visit florida i mean there was that big scandal with pitbull yes yes they they signed a million dollar contract with pitbull but with the terms and amount undisclosed initially and all he had to do i think was just record a song which he did about 
how beautiful the beaches are. <laughs> so, and that was so, it. yeah, that that put them in the crosshairs right there. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Well, what's uh, since you know we're talking about weird Florida, and and you mentioned Pasco County, of course, but now it's 2019. Uh, we're coming up you know, on, on the middle part of the year, uh, mm-hmm. Florida, you know, is, is always growing, as you say, 900 people new a day. What would yep. you say is the weirdest thing in Florida for this year? The weirdest this year? Oh my gosh. Um, it's hard to narrow down because we produce about three to five weird news stories every day here in Florida. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I put out a weekly author newsletter that counts down the top five and I always have a really hard time narrowing it down to just five for the whole week. Um, but the, uh, you know, the, I guess the big trend in recent years has been uh, crimes involving alligators, where uh, especially the guy who uh, tossed an alligator through a drive-thru window at a Wendy's. Uh, now we're talking. Of, yes, that one made a lot of news. As I said at the opening of the show, most people don't know where Haines City is. Most people don't know where Polk County is. But here we are midway between Orlando and Tampa in a resort development and a housing development that actually serves as a very smart alternative to a traditional hotel stay, especially in this part of the woods where you're literally midway between Orlando and Tampa. Uh, And uh, joining me now, the CEO of Feltrum Developments, they built this. Uh, Gary Kenny, how are you? Hi, Peter. How are you? I mean, are we living now in the world of the horizontal hotel? I mean, no high-rises here. Certainly correct, Peter. Um, As you've noticed over the last probably five to seven years, even the big major hotel chains are looking more closely at the vacation home business. And we're not talking about Airbnb, we're not talking about timeshares, or are we? We are not, definitely not talking timeshare. We sell our homes to private investors from all over the world. And these are like three and four bedroom homes? We actually go from a three bedroom fully furnished home up onto a six bedroom fully furnished home. They range in size from about 1,500 square feet under air conditioning all the way up to just under 4,000 square feet under air conditioning. Well, of course, under air conditioning. We're in Florida. What are you talking about? Correct. But here's the thing. as an When you look at how you price your stay, wherever you go, um, you can either spend anywhere from 150 to $200 a night at a resort hotel, right, um, and then ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Or in a situation like this, I see your ads, you can do a, a four-bedroom house for $130 a night. Think of Orlando and what it is, Central Florida. It's where a lot of families reunite. You've got multi-generational, granny, granddad, their kids, their grandkids. So when they want to visit uh, Central Florida and they look at a hotel as an option, you could be talking three or four hotel rooms now in our scenario you've got our most popular home is a four bed four master suite fully furnished with its own private swimming pool that will comfortably sleep 10 people average 280 dollars a night just for that four bed you're talking at just over 20 dollars a head per person it's remarkable value and then of course what i like to do you immerse yourself in the local community you go shopping you go to the stores, you, you, you cook, you eat. If you want to go out, you can, but the point is if, you know, if your budget is a, part of, is, is a part of the problem, it can also be part of the solution. Yeah, and it, it's very, very good value for the larger groups and the family traveling. And one thing we noticed, while you've been here, you've probably seen our bar and, and uh, restaurant fully operational, we actually don't open for breakfast. Why? 
Because people like to eat at home. Correct. They want to eat in their, in their PJs. They want to have their Frosties or their breakfast cereal they're frosties. sitting at the table. They're Frosted Flakes. They're oh, sorry. Frosties. That's the European version. I, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I noticed here, too? I mean, and, and of course, I lost. But you have the, the, the largest Pac-Man I've ever seen. You didn't lose. Peter, how can you lose? Uh, well, I lost. I mean, it, I got eaten. But the point is, that is like the largest Pac-Man I've ever seen. Yeah. Deliberate attempt to entertain the family when they're here. Obviously... And I didn't have to use any quarters. Correct. They're all included in our resort fee. Our bar, grill, gym. We have, By the way, Peter, we have a movie night once a week, which you may not have seen, where we open up the event lawn, we inflate a giant movie screen, and we provide popcorn to the kids and the parents. And, of course, you know, when you think about this county, it's really sports-oriented. You've got Major League Spring Training here. You've got college spring training here. You've got, well, we call it soccer. You call it football. Uh, it's all here. Correct. And an example of that, Peter, would be uh, March, just gone out, we had 60 homes rented to Russ Matt baseball teams. Last year they were here. They rented 40 homes. They loved the resort, and they came back this year and rented 60. But you're correct. Polk County is a very, very big sports county. So really, your key here is families and multi-generational travelers. Correct. And, and sports is playing a big part. Like in later this year, we are opening the Ronaldo Soccer Academy, and that will have seven soccer fields ready. Next year, around this time, we will be opening a 2,000-seater sports arena for basketball and indoor volleyball. So the bottom line is you're not just stuck at home watching HBO. Correct. There is a lot to do here. And if you read the, you know, the customer comments on TripAdvisor and other sites, you'll see family comment that it was great. They had a lot to do. They didn't have to leave the resort, which is what my intention was when I built it. What's your biggest challenge? Oh, I think the biggest challenge um, that we have to overcome as a company, as some of our international visitors mentally think being 25 minutes from Disney is just too far. They want to be on Disney's doorstep because that's the attraction for when they come. Yes, however, they may not be prepared to pay for that privilege. That is correct, but they lose all the the real Florida experience because, to be fair, Peter, when you're you know within 10 minutes of Disney, you're certainly in that tourist bubble. Coming out 25 minutes, you experience the real Florida, the real Poe County. I'm sure you've done that yourself. I have. I mean, I, I listen. Given a choice of staying, and no, with, with no disrespect to to Disney, uh, but if I have a choice of staying on the property or experience another part of Florida while I'm there, I, I would choose that. I wish that I could fly into the sky. The charge for looking at this pamphlet is $3. The charge for looking at this pamphlet and putting it back quickly is $4. My next guest actually admits to being from Buffalo, New York, uh, then escaped and moved down south to Polk County, and he's actually now the police chief of Haines City. James Olenski, how are you? Dude, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. So uh, you're not missing the winters in Buffalo? Not, not currently. Not but, currently. But you don't. But you uh, don't get used to the hurricanes here either. I know, and you so, do get them here, even in central, even in central Florida. Yes, I know, because you get it keeps moving inward. That's right. Exactly. As the police chief of of a city like this, which is which is growing, right? What are your biggest challenges? Well, it's the fastest growing city, I believe, in central Florida is what they've listed and uh, challenges include we have a big diversity here in Haines City so you you do have some separate areas of the community and and they do require some special needs if you will so you can't treat everybody the same here um, the challenges are the 
big time growth, as you know, as we just talked about. So how do we combat all the crime that's going to be bringing in, you know, with growth comes crime. You can't stop that from happening. And can we buy ourselves out of that? Can we buy 20 police officers? The answer is no. So we've had to go to something called intelligence-led policing to deal with the crime issues. And since I've become the police chief, we've actually reduced crime by 29.3%. That's, huge, that's a huge drop. Huge drop. And, and I will say this in case anybody wants to check the record, take away Walmart and uh, mostly Walmart. So take away the retail thefts and we've dropped it by 293 So basically as long as I'm not shoplifting at Walmart, we're good. You're good. Definitely good. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But one of the things that happens, and you look at the map, and people don't usually look at the map, but I'm one of those guys who does look at the map. Here you are between Orlando and Tampa, right, uh, along right. Interstate 4. You have Disney World, not far away, 25 minutes away, right? Correct. Uh, it's a great place to be. I'm, I happen to think it's a great place to be if you don't want to be on property at Disney because you're not part of the craziness, and then you can actually hang out here and then go in when you want. Right. This is, this is the location to be. So you have the Disney World property, you have Universal Studios, you have all the theme parks, just 25 minutes away like you said and then you have uh, you also have go down another 15 minutes down 27 and you have another theme park that's Legoland Legoland exactly mm-hmm. so then that becomes another problem which ultimately gets into your area and that's traffic right I mean are you building you can't can you widen the roads I mean what are you doing well many years ago we did widen the roads from two to three north and southbound and that helped for a little while but as if you've been down here a while, it's not helping anymore. So what's the solution You, you now? still have the left lane loafers doing 40 and a 55 and a 60. And I hate those left lane loafers. And that creates all kinds of issues. So the, the only fix there, in my opinion, is to become a smart city. And that's starting in South Florida, Miami. Not sure if they have it out in LA high speed or rail. New York, but high-speed rail. That was Well, you've got the Bright Line. I mean, the Bright Line goes between, what, Orlando and, and West Palm. Right. And then we had some legislative issues, so we didn't do one. We didn't do a track between Tampa and Orlando, but I believe that's back on, on the radar. But if we go to a smart city, we have the red light issues. So the red, light, the red lights will talk to each other. We'll communicate with vehicles at some point. We already have the vehicles that drive themselves. So in the near future, within our lifetime, you're going to see the red light cameras uh, interfacing with vehicles, and they will change periodically depending on the traffic and work depending on the, the flow. Day, depending on the flow, time of day, et cetera. So. Well, what's really cool is if you match that with automobile technology, there's a car out there right now that will actually sense when the light's about to turn red. And if you're going 60 miles an hour, it will know a half a mile away Yes, that it's about to turn around. And it will basically tell you to slow down because you're not going to make the light. Right, exactly. Right now you have to cheat and look at the uh, sensor for the walk down exactly. if you want to look and cheat. Exactly. Or you, you pray for, for how fast can I, can I beat the yellow? Can you beat the yellow? <laughs> we have a switch at the police department. You can't beat it. You Is flip it, it to red real quick. You do not. I'm just kidding. I know. I almost believed you. Oh, I okay. almost believed you. All right. Why don't you have a switch at the police department? <laughs> yeah. No. Then it'll be all about money. You know the you know the debate about that. Money or safety. Exactly. Listen, you moved down here what in eighty eight. Yes I did. So things have changed since you got down here. What what was it like here in nineteen eighty eight? It was cow country. This was considered the ridge. It still is considered the ridge. But on this side of the county, uh, the third largest county in the state of Florida, uh, you you could drive forty five minutes to get to a call if you will. And again, the population has increased dramatically and I'm not convinced we've kept up road-wise. Right. But in terms of, of, of the diversity, in terms of the, of the opportunity, in terms of the attractions, it's night and day. Right. Absolutely. I mean, even your restaurant choices, especially. Especially. 
and yeah. not far from here. The restaurant choices have gone up just as well. We plan on that to be uh, to be increasing in Haines City as well. So the good news is if, if the cops like to eat, you're in good shape. Yeah, and there's already a donut shop here, so we're in great shape. You see, I didn't bring that up. You brought up the donuts. Couldn't help it. Audible.com has more than 150,000 titles and virtually every genre. So check it out for yourself. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com slash travel today to get a free audiobook and 30-day trial. My next guests know a little bit about this destination because they're the co-founders of 863 Magazine. It's almost seven years old. Sergio and Andrea Cruz, how are you? Pretty good, thank you. And so let's talk about, the, let's talk about, the, uh, about this neighborhood because most people don't know you even exist. I mean, they know Orlando, of course, because of Disney World and, and Universal Studios, maybe Legoland in this area, but the bottom line is you're new to a lot of people. Correct. Correct. We um, are midway between Tampa and Orlando, and you're you're absolutely correct. Most people only know us because of the former Cypress Gardens, which is now Legoland. Right, and, and the former Cypress Gardens, of course, I grew up on that. That's with all the water skiers, right? That's with all the, with, the, with the eight beautiful women in their in their two piece bathing suits, uh, on 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 skis. Oh yes, sir. And they still they still ski in Winter Haven on local lakes for free to the show the community. That's very cool. And <laughs> let's hope they're not the original women because they'd be 95 years old. Well, there are some some ladies that are in their 50s that are still there. And by the way, they can teach us a lot of tricks. If they can still get up on one ski and do what they're doing, because it's acrobatic, it's not just being balanced on the water. Absolutely. Do you still go to the shows? Uh, on occasion, yes. Okay. But let's get beyond Cypress Gardens and Legoland and talk about really what you guys cover, which is this county. Correct. So, by the way, every answer does not have to be correct. Okay, okay? I just want to let no you know worries. that, okay? okay? Or no worries, okay. Bottom line is, what's the biggest surprise for people who are coming here who have not been here before? What are they not expecting to see? I think that they um, are surprised that we actually do have a very rich arts culture. We're very community-oriented, and uh, we have a lot of things to do here. Well, for example, we say arts culture, such as? We actually run two great events one in april and one in november to bring the arts and the craft community together in central park downtown winter heaven and there are um theater groups well you have, you have community theater absolutely yes and what's playing these days honestly i'm no, no the, I'm the answer is correct. correct there you correct. go <laughs> now legoland is only 20 minutes from here right uh just about yes and what have they done lately because the old days of legoland it was just like legoland they've really like upped the ante Correct. They actually Will have... Will you stop saying correct? <laughs> I'm going to start grading this test. Okay. Tell me so, what they've been doing. Uh, they have brought a lot of new people to the town. Uh, they actually opened up and brought actually different businesses also uh, that we didn't have before. Uh, it's actually helping the local economy. Such as um, we now have a Starbucks. Whoa, yes. stop the presses. They're... Absolutely. <laughs> you know things are over when something you finally get a Starbucks. Hey, the thing that's amazing about this location is how many states in America actually do wine, and you do it as well. You have a winery here. Yes, it's called True Blue Winery. It's not far from here. Um, it's Polk County's only winery, and um, we are fans of their semi-dry. And it's a good wine? Yeah. Absolutely. As opposed to correct? Correct. <laughs> okay, now you're getting graded. It's over. It's over. By the way, you have an incomplete now. That's it. Uh, but the biggest surprise for me, of course, is the location itself allows you to use 
Haines City or all of Polk County really is a hub to see all of Central Florida. Don't say correct. And also, there are um, a lot of distribution centers here, which is great for the local economy. Such as? Such as um, Amazon, Walmart. Sherwin-Williams. Coca-Cola. Okay, correct. (laughs) What I like about it, of course, is when people think about the Everglades, they don't necessarily think of where we are right now. They're thinking a little bit further south and east. But you do airboat tours here, too. Yes, actually, there's actually one or two very nearby here and within two or three-mile distance. And there's a safari park around here, too, where it's it's family-owned, and you go kayaking. I mean, I did it the other day, right? You're in a kayak, and then they tell you afterwards there are alligators all around you in the kayak. Thank you for telling me later. Right, but then you get to go feed the lemur. Feed the lemurs. That's cool. Yes, in Lakeland. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Wilderness so, Safari, I believe. It's right. Called. So the cool thing is, you could actually stay here, right, at Balmoral, if you wanted to, and use this as your headquarters, even if you want to go to Disney, without the craziness and the traffic and the nuts there. Yes, we have lots and lots of things for local and tourists to offer in Polk County. It's a great place. And you've been here how long? Since 2000. Okay, so almost 20 years. Yes, sir. I agree. Well, Andrea and Sergio from 863 Magazine, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate that. Thank you. You got No, you're supposed to say correct. Correct. There you go. Okay. Where are the wagons? The wagon is too slow. Can't you ride? It's not that he can't ride. How is it you put it home? They're dangerous at both ends and crafty in the middle. Why would I want anything with a mind of its own? Bobbing about between my legs. Uh, my next resort guest is actually a guest on the show, I should say. He's been in the, in the hospitality industry for more than 30 years. He's the culinary director here at Balmoral. Rob Kenyon, how are you? Great. How are you this morning? Okay. I mean, you heard my introduction. Most of my audience has never heard of Haines City, uh, but now they have. Um, how did you hear about Haines City? I came down here for college about 30 years, 35 years ago. I read that police report. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, just became familiar with the whole Central Florida market region. And Haines City just is one of those original Florida towns. And as an original Florida town, yes, you have seasonal visitors, but you have a lot of locals. We do. We do. And they are the ones driving this. They are. They're a good balance to our our bar and grill facility. Um, When our seasons change locals are still there and they have certain demands they do they do they like to have a good dining experience um our venue offers a, a great amount of entertainment along with the casual dining poolside so it's really great for our locals all right so tell me what you're serving i mean what is it that you're getting here that you're not getting anywhere else or how are you sourcing it well first off we've just done a lot of listening over the first year we're in our second year as of this month the first year we we kind of discovered that there was a difference between the international traveler that we have and our local travelers. The locals just like the ambiance of the entertainment, the poolside, the casual relaxing. So they're not coming for the food at all? Not really? Not really. Not, not, not necessarily. The international traveler, on the other hand, uh, we tried to go down a route where we thought we were going to please them with all their, their type of fare or food. And they want a grilled cheese. They, <laughs> they want to experience the local flavor. All right. You know, sometimes you can overthink this, right? Absolutely. So, okay, look, I always ask this, I have to ask you, what did you put on the menu that, like, tanked? Well, we went too heavy. We went, uh, tried to do entrees like uh, grilled salmon, 
Uh, That's heavy? Yeah, well, for a poolside, you know, in your bathing suit, coming up to the bar and grill and ordering. So it's nachos. It's nachos. It's that, that sweet potato fries. It's uh, all the, the turkey wraps, uh, tortilla wrap sandwiches. So it, it's really the finger food and the, uh, the quick food that, that seems to be the most appealing. And that's what you're doing. But let me ask you this. Where are you sourcing it from? Meaning, people forget there are ranches in Florida. There are farms in Florida. It's, it's not, right? People don't think about cowboys in Florida. You got cowboys here. That's right. That's right. We, as far as uh, for our produce, we are, uh, we're all locally. Um, so uh, a good lot of our daily menu is homemade from scratch daily. Um, so it's nice and fresh. And uh, our meats and proteins are, are through our, our vendor supplier. But Now, let me ask you this, since you're a local guy yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. you're very local now. I am. Other than Balmoral, where do you like to go for breakfast, lunch, or dinner outside the resort? Where do you hang? You know, I have to tell you, I love the Gaylord's Sunday brunch buffet. That's one of my favorites. Well, <laughs> I, I know, well, first of all, it's huge. It is. I mean, you have to prepare for it. It is. You have to pace yourself. And The beauty of it is I'm within 30 minutes of such a variety of selections that to, to pin one down, there isn't, uh, uh, there isn't one that it's just a... Every weekend could go somewhere different. All right, so you learned a hard lesson about your international travelers, but I'm assuming you also learned some lessons about your locals. Yeah, we did. Um, I, again, it's it's the the timing, the mix of the two, the being responsive to um, you know. Uh, we do do specials, daily specials. Um, we try to throw a little change into it for the locals, especially in off season. Um, so, like during the winter months, we have our homemade soups and our chilies and potato leek soup, all the comfort foods. and uh, Mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. See, big, everybody's mac big on mac bites. and cheese. Yeah. With a little lobster thrown in every once in a while. There you go. All right. But that's off-season. What is off-season out here? June, July, August, September? Well, actually, for us, that's a very high season with our summer travelers. Yeah. Uh, especially in our domestic market. Anybody that's within an eight-hour circle of the Orlando area, um, we seem to get a lot of that eight-hour drive traffic, um, people spending their week vacation down here. So uh, I would say more off-season is probably after Thanksgiving until we get into the early part of February. Sure. And by the way, the best time to travel to Florida is what I call the dead week. It's the week immediately after Thanksgiving because there's nobody here. That's right. You own it, right? <laughs> it's still beautiful weather. It's still beautiful weather. Or the week after New Year's when everybody's just recovering from New Year's. There's nobody here. The two dead weeks, the week after Thanksgiving and the week after January 1st. January 1st, Thanksgiving, you're recovering from your family get-together. True. <laughs> or your dysfunctional family get together. You pick the one you like. Riding along in my automobile. My baby beside me at the wheel. Cruising and playing the radio. With no particular place to go. Here we are in Central Florida, midway between Orlando and Tampa. And this county's got more sports events going on than I can imagine. Um, and my next guest knows all about that because he's the sports director for the county. Mark Zimmerman, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you for having me on, Peter. I mean, you've become a destination just because of that. Certainly we have. I mean, we, we certainly, uh, you, you mentioned right between Orlando and Tampa, but uh, sports has been a big niche for us and uh, something that we are very proud of and, and is filling our hotel rooms. And yet most people listening to the show, until I mention it, could not point to Polk County on the map. Certainly not, you know, especially being named after a president. Uh, there are a lot of other Poe counties, so if you know... And there are a lot of other presidents. Exactly. <laughs> but if you know of a Poe county, you usually think of the one closest to you. Uh, so it's not something that, it, you know, Central Florida kind of narrows it down right away. 
and then we we you know geographically tell people exactly where we are. Now, to put this in perspective, in a given year, you're doing about 261 separate sporting events here in the county. Certainly, yeah. It's it's uh, we average anywhere from four to five a week uh, or, or a weekend, uh, but it's it's all kinds of different sporting events, such as. So, uh, you know, give our, me the easy ones. I want to get to the crazy. Yeah, ones. Yeah, our bread and butter is going to be uh, baseball, softball, and soccer. Uh, you know, you kind of your traditional sports. That's what we do really well. More on the youth side. Uh, but any, any minor league teams? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we have the uh, we're the home for the Lakeland Flying Tigers, which is the minor league affiliate of the Detroit Tigers. But we also have the Detroit Tigers here for spring training. So and they've been here for 83 years. They're not going anywhere. No, certainly not. And we signed them to an extension, so they're going to be here for over 100 years by the time their contract expires. Whether they like it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we certainly hope they like it. All right, so you've got minor league, you've got the major leagues in terms of spring training. Right, and, a, and a big youth program. But if somebody's coming down here to vacation, they can get involved in this. Oh, certainly, yeah. I mean, there, there's all kinds of opportunities. Uh, you know, there's great activities going on uh, through our local clubs. Uh, you know, but a lo- what we find a lot is people are coming here for sports, and then they turn it into their vacation. And, of course, what would a county like Polk County be without an Ironman? Oh, of course, yeah. So Ironman right here in Haines City, uh, where, where we are. Uh, you know, we have the Ironman Florida 70.3. Uh, but just recently, we actually had the full Ironman event, the 140.6, that we had to relocate out of Panama City because of Hurricane Michael. So they came here? They came here with about three weeks to go before the, the actual race. But the cool thing was you were set up for them. We were. And that, you know, our experience over the years, over the nine years hosting this, that, the half Ironman or the 70.3 version really lent us to be able to put on the full. And we're not talking about a couple of guys. We're talking about over 2,500 athletes. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was uh, quite the undertaking. Uh, a 21 and a half hour day for all of our staff and, and all of our volunteers uh, and the Ironman staff as well and the, the city and the, the local police and, and fire and sheriff's departments. Now, we're here at the Balmoral Resort right here in Haines City. Uh, most people don't know Polk County, but they do know where Central Florida is. I mean, mm-hmm. they know because of Orlando and they know Certainly. because of Disney World and, and Universal. But you're not that far away. No, we're not. I mean, we are we're really about 45 minutes away. Uh, yeah, really from here, probably even less. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, Disney is kind of our eastern border. Um, so you, you, as soon as you leave our county, you're, no, you're their Western parts. border. We're their Western border. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You would think that at some point they're, yeah. they're growing so much, yeah. uh, but it is, yeah, you are, you, we are centrally located. You can hit the, those attractions as well while you're here. And then really you can, you can skip over to Tampa and, and skip over to Pinellas County and hit the beaches as well. The cool thing for me, every time I come to Orlando is because it's what an hour and a half drive, maybe from Orlando to Tampa. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not bad. Exactly. And you're coming right through our county. So you better stop and do an iron. Exactly. <laughs> What's the craziest sport you guys do here? Uh, so we, we do have we have a Quidditch event. A what? Uh, Quidditch. Better explain. Uh, so uh, for those of you who are Harry Potter fans, uh, that was the the sport they played at, in Harry Potter. Uh, that has been translated to a uh, a Muggle version, I guess. Where of course, you're, as you're, you would. You're not flying on a broomstick, but you are running around with a broomstick between your leg. Uh, so are there broomstick related injuries? Uh, well, there's lots of injuries. Yeah. <laughs> it's a co-ed sport and, and believe it or not, we've, we've seen, uh, some of the young ladies walk off with broken collarbones. Oh, great. There's um, an attraction. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's rough. So they, basically you're, you're the sports medicine capital of central Florida. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, is it really that dangerous? It can be. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a combination of, of soccer, football, basketball, Great. Uh, so what you're saying is orthopedic surgery. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure we're clear on that. 
Uh, but for somebody who's coming down here on a vacation, using, let's say, this place as a hub, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you are within, what, 10 minutes of, of, of any kind of sport you want? Oh, yeah, certainly. It, it's, uh, we have some, some awesome facilities uh, that we have the, the, the largest collegiate baseball spring training event. Uh, so we have 250-plus college baseball teams coming down here to, to play uh, during the spring in addition to the Tigers while they're in town. So it's, it's certainly you know, something that people can, can find a variety of different sports. And football? Uh, football is certainly something we, we are pretty strong in. Uh, we, we, it's been inter- football's been taking an interesting turn, uh, so we've been really growing a lot in flag football. I knew you were going to go there. Yep, yeah. yep. Flag football's been uh, growing rapidly. So after you're injured in the, in the Hogwarts game, yes. <laughs> you can actually play flag football yeah, and survive. Prob- probably a little less rough. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you market it. It's a little less rough. Right. <laughs> You've been listening to Peter Greenberg Worldwide. Catch us each week as we broadcast from a new location somewhere around the world. If you like Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.